the Orlando Real Podcast, episode number five. Tonight, I had a really good time with Lindsay Chancellor, who's a partner on our team. We went live over on YouTube. We had hundreds of people. That's actually our second largest attended live ever. Hundreds of people asking great questions. Everything we talked about around downtown, what's going on with the bars and the nightclubs and kind of how things have changed and, and hopefully for the better. We talked about iDrive and some really crazy cool stuff that's going on over there. The cruise industry is exploding as well as we talked about some new construction. So a lot of insightful questions from the audience. I hope you enjoy it. Episode number five. Orlando, Florida is the theme park capital of the world, but it's actually so much more than that. We cover all things real estate, theme parks, and the stories that make living in Orlando such a fun place. This is the Orlando Real Podcast. all started by a month. So Lindsay Chancellor is a agent partner on our team and you've crushed it with so many oh, of our clients. Thank you. And you're a local. So like you're, yes. you've been a local for oh, like quite some time now. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Floridian through and through. Through and through. I'm so <laughs> stoked about it. So we're going to talk about uh, where you live and like your neighborhood and all, like what's going on there in just a little bit. Uh, but we got some stories we're going to get into today. We got Disney stuff, theme park mm -hmm. stuff and local development news. And our first story for tonight. <clears throat> yeah is going on about what's going on in downtown Orlando. You want to talk about it? Yeah, sure. So really interesting. There's been, I guess, an onset of violence in cities across the country. And so Orlando is really trying to take a like a hard look at itself, really. Yeah. Um, and they're talking about a, a moratorium, a six-month moratorium on new bars in downtown. Yep. And then uh, working with these bars, there's about 90 or so currently, to put safety measures in place so that way, um, you know, they kind of bring in the rowdiness a little bit because there's sure. just been some issues with that. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's that's just like the downtown core as well. Like this is like right off of I-4, kind of in between mm -hmm. Lake Eola. And for those of you watching live, you can see on the screen, for those of you listening to the podcast, it's really just like the, almost the central business district right. it's like you got office buildings a couple apartments and a lot of bars a lot of bars yeah <laughs> and so one of the things i know that they were doing was getting rid of uh like basically they can't serve alcohol after midnight right. because they find that the majority of the calls that come through for violence or issues in that downtown corridor happen after midnight of course i mean people are rowdy you know they've had a few drinks after work and yep. um you know the people who have to maybe wake up early are home and so it's everybody else <laughs> <laughs> exactly so there's a couple different things and this is by the way brought to us by the bungalower i think um, he did a great job mm -hmm. breaking this down so there's a few things is after midnight, they're going to have to shift people downtown in indoors. They're going to be rolling out downtown checkpoints and then updating what's legally defined as a nightclub or a bar. And so I actually watched um, I watched the three-hour whole like city council thing, and there were right. some very heated people about right. this as bar owners, but there were also a lot of like locals that were super excited to see this. That's kind of what I saw too. Um, it seems like a lot of people were really for it. I yeah. think overall it's going to make everybody enjoy downtown a bit more, you yeah. know? Um, I like going downtown, but I will say, you know, when I'm going out for a night out with friends, I prefer to maybe go somewhere else for that reason, a little bit yeah. more tame. And so I think if we, you know, work together to kind of be more, you know, mindful of what everybody wants, then we're going to get to a better place and yeah. less violence is always a good thing. It's always a good thing. And I think it's going to attract more businesses, more people that want to live downtown. It Absolutely. just makes everything a little bit better. And so in uh, watching back the, um, the civil or the, the city council, they were talking about like, Hey, listen, it's not even just the nightlife. It's like, right. Hey, what do we attract for the daytime? Yeah. Cause what we don't want to have happen is people that work downtown. And then as soon as five o'clock hits, they're gone. 
And so I think that the city and the mayor and everybody's really, really keen on making the downtown area even nicer. Yeah. And so let us know downtown or, or let us know in the comments. Are you guys like, hanging out downtown or if you are in Orlando, where are you hanging out at night? I'm curious. And, and would you kind of shift if this sort of became a little bit more of a safer and maybe had just more things to do? Like, you know, yeah. you and I, we both have families. Right. I'm not hanging out really past 10 anywhere because <laughs> my kids are in bed. You're probably asleep. I'm probably, no, I don't sleep ever, but, uh, but yeah, so let me know down below. We got a lot of people jumping in and, and uh, already kind of giving questions, which is oh. awesome. DS says, uh, greetings from the mountains. Good to see you. Uh, I got sunset from Orlando. A lot of people coming in locally. We got Juan checking in from Denver, uh, Jeff from New Orleans, Tom from Connecticut. So I appreciate you guys checking out. This is so, so cool. Uh, what else do we have to talk about? So speak, speaking of downtown, mm -hmm. I think housing is a big piece of this. Like, so we have, you know, I think, I think in, in order to create a vibrant downtown, I say that like you need safety, mm -hmm. you need cleanliness, you need jobs and places to live. Right. Yeah. And 100%. so one of the things that this is interesting because Orlando rents are getting high, like right. everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's this new building, uh, the Vive, I think Vive, what do yeah. we say this is going to be? I think Vive sounds cool. Vive does sound cool. <laughs> Uh, so this is on South Eola. This is something that's under construction and going before the board to get approved. They're creating 128 micro apartments. And so there's 350, 350 to 650 square feet, which kind of feels like you're going to Ikea. Yes, but if you've been in Ikea, you know that everything is super organized and you don't feel stressed because everything has a place. Mm, you that's know, true. Yeah. I'm kind of digging this. Yeah. So what do you think this would be like for like an apartment, uh, a micro apartment? Is this like college life? Is this like post kids? You know, I think it could be a little bit of everything depending on your situation. I think it could be a college student, maybe a postgraduate student who needs really a lot of quiet time to study. You know, sure. there's, we have a lot of children or children. <laughs> How old am I? Um, people <laughs> are coming. I'm getting old. You're not getting old. So I go ahead. Well, people coming here to study specifically in the medical field. And obviously that takes a lot of study time. Sure. Um, I think it could be somebody who's just a young adult, you know, who's working, who doesn't want to have a roommate. Um, so I think it's, it's a great opportunity to hopefully, um, you know, get people into a safe, clean, new building downtown. Yeah. And again, going into what we were just talking about, just bring more life to downtown, you know? I totally agree. And so they, they even mentioned it on their collateral here is like, you know, they're looking for that perfect 23 to 38 year old considered to be a millennial. This mm -hmm. might be kind of who they're after. And so, yeah, I think that brings down uh, downtown to the sort of people that, that they might be looking for. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. All right, let's get back over to the comments. What do we got over here? So Diz Deb oh. says she's checking in from Horizon West. Good to see yes. you. Oh. And then Igor from, <laughs> from Brazil. So we've got wow. people from all over. This That's is awesome. so cool. Um, let's see. We got uh, Kev checking in from Claremont. And I know he missed a couple of questions. John says, yo, yo, we're coming to Orlando. Crypto be darned. There's a lot of like Miami people, crypto folks that mm -hmm. lost some money. Mm -hmm. But uh, John says he's going to be reaching out to our team to buy a little bit more modest of a home. Modest. Just because, you know. <laughs> because Bitcoin and everything else, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, Nima is so kind and always checking in from Aww. Virginia. Good to see you. Uh, all right, let's keep going down. What we got going on over here. So do you take, do you take cruises? Are you on, on a cruiser? I'm not a cruiseaholic, okay. but I do enjoy them. Um, yeah. but I haven't been on one in some time. Well, there's a lot of other people going on. Though, oh, it yeah. seems like, so, uh, the Orlando Sentinel has a story out today about Port Canaveral has been, has had their best cruise month ever, ever. Which is a big deal. It is a big deal. I think everybody's excited to get out and have a good time. Exactly. <laughs> Finally. You know, it's like COVID, which is so weird to me. COVID is almost three years old. It's like, where does the time go? Where did the time go? It's so wild. Um, but I think during COVID, obviously, no cruises. Right. And so we were 
that side of the state was decimated. Mm -hmm. And Port Canaveral is like only an hour away, oh, 45 yeah. minutes an it's hour like away. Nothing. Yeah. So if we, as, as Orlandonians, like we can, <laughs> if we want to jump on a cruise ship, we can go anytime we want, but Port Canaveral has best cruise month ever as revenues surge. And so they're going to go, go through some of the numbers. They had 700,000 passengers uh, come through that included two weekends around the holidays that seen a wow. hundred thousand come through, which is awesome. Um, yeah. And then, which is wild because in 2001 or 2021, rather, uh, there were only, what do we say? 300,000. 300,000. Yeah. yeah. So like massive, massive increase yeah, of people coming through. Yeah. So cool. And I think part like Disney's got the new ship. You've got a lot of other. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much going on. I think people are just ready to like, again, have a good time. I think this time of year too, on top of that, you know, people from up north just want to break from the cold. And so they're going to come down anyway and go enjoy the tropics. You now know? is a great time to do it. I tell <laughs> yeah. you what, um, that's for sure. So Dizdeb says she's watching from GA, uh, from Georgia, nice. but excited about a new vacay home in Winter Garden being completed this summer. Oh, very good. What a time, what a time to move to, what, like, it's like trial by fire. When you move here in the summer, like, when did you move here? Like what, what time of year was it? January. Oh, it was like the perfect. You're yeah. like, you got the slow roll into the, <laughs> into the heat. Unfortunately, I came in here in July and it was yeah. like, I looked at my looked at my wife 30 days in. I'm like, it's it's hot all the time. It's, it's hot. hot. <laughs> but right now it's perfect. I'm wearing a sweater and stuff. So it's comfortable. Just, yeah. It's the best time of year. It's so, so yeah. good. Uh Nivek says Massachusetts hanging out. What's going on? Who else mentioned? Uh somebody mentioned that they were hanging out with somebody from our team. I missed Ooh. it. Here we go. Danielle says, uh, getting ready to relocate with the help of our team member Jen. That's amazing. <gasps> Yay. So so we cool. We love Jen. We do love Jen. <laughs> uh so one of the things Constance mentioned before the show started, even today, and, and again, please keep dropping your comments in the in down below is Constance mentioned, hey, do you have any updates on Khov's four seasons in Orlando? And so Four Seasons in Orlando, it's a, it's a 55 and older community. It's gated. Mm -hmm. It's got a plotting instructor. They've got a like activities instructor. It's pretty like, you know, they've got golf kind of in the neighborhood. It's, it's very cool. And so um, it, it's great. It's really close to Disney. You've got a lot of like, it's a Kissimmee address, but it's like pretty close. Right. And so uh, for you, just for you, Constance, we've got kind of an update that looks like they're offering a lot of incentives right now. I got some emails from the on-site people and they mentioned that they're giving on some places, you know, 20 to a hundred thousand dollars in incentives, which wild. is kind of wild. Um, one of the things that they're talking about is buying down a rate as low as 4.75. Now interest rates have come down lately. They have. Yeah. yeah. Not like, that low. Not but. that low. <laughs> and we, we just, uh, Lindsay and I, we had a, a meeting with our mortgage, our preferred mortgage guy. And he was talking about don't basically buy your mortgage down. Right. Why, why was that? Well, they're just anticipating mortgages to go lower. And so right now, you know, save your dollars, essentially, you know, maybe if you're building, use the money towards sign upgrades, you know, get yep. the house that you want. Um, because eventually, hopefully sooner than later, rates will come down a bit more and then you can just refinance. Yeah, I think that's that's the main one, because if you pay 10, 15, 20 thousand dollars to buy your rate down, it's a lot of money right. and you better be keeping that house and that mortgage for a long time. Right. And where most people, they hang on to their mortgage for, I think, five to seven years. Mm -hmm. So you might as well use that money toward, like you said, towards upgrades, mm -hmm. towards closing costs, keep that money in the bank. Yeah. And then you can always refinance later. Definitely. And I think it was, it was a fraction. It was what, like 6K or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, so, it's a, it's a smaller number yeah. for sure. Um, all right. So let's see, is Vanessa says, is there an area in Orlando that you've seen become more affordable, meaning a nice home in the low 400s or less? What do you think? I think 
you know, still a lot of the homes that we're seeing in that price range um, tend to hover a little bit more on the outskirts. But yeah. you know what? To be quite honest with you, um, a lot of sellers in the resale market are more open-minded to negotiating on price. So even if they priced it a little above 500, you know, we may be able to get you down below that mark in the 400. Same thing with uh, new construction. Um, there, there definitely are opportunities out there. Yeah, there definitely are. It just, it, it, how far do you want to drive is what it really yeah, comes down to. Absolutely. And then if you're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm sold on buying a single family home, and I want to be really close to Disney. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Or close to the airport, or close right. to downtown. Like right. it just, not, probably not going to happen. But if you're willing to drive 40 minutes, 50 minutes, like there's definitely opportunities like mm -hmm. that still. For sure. Um, my Fair Play says that my daughter and her roommates just got hit with a $770 a month rent increase. It's a big one. That's huge. Yeah, I did a, a, a reel on my Instagram and like I found out the, the average rent for a one bedroom apartment in Orlando is almost $1,700. One bedroom. Yeah. I cannot imagine like spending that much for myself, like one yeah. person, you know just what one I mean? Person. Yeah. yeah. And so, and most people are doubling up just right. to kind of like afford most of people. Course. And this isn't just Orlando, this is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like you're seeing this, it's not just um, like an Orlando or Florida thing. I mean, although there's a lot of people moving here. Yeah, for good reason. Exactly, <laughs> we like it, we like it. Uh, but it's, it's, it's interesting to see like rent going up. And that's one thing about buying a house is mm -hmm. at least you know for certain what your payment's gonna be. Definitely. Something to think about. Yep. All right, let's keep going on our stories over here. Right. So we've got, or so this is from the OBJ. So it says uh, executives exclusive. So Orlando hoteliers, hoteliers, hotelier. Yeah, oh, there we go. You're so fancy. Uh, <laughs> expect a busy year, but labor issues may create challenges. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this? Like the whole labor issue that we see here in Orlando? I, I think it's just crossing all borders. Like I hear it from so many different people, friends in different industries that the there's just people who don't really care to work or don't want yeah. to work or, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate. Um, so it's putting a lot of pressure, I think, on um, people who do care, who are, you know, putting in the extra effort within their own job and then the, the companies that are employing them. So, um, you know, I've seen it, you know, in the medical industry from family members telling me their experiences and construction with my husband being an architect, I hear it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to keep good people. And mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, you, a lot of employers, it's hard to keep up with great salaries to keep mm -hmm. people employed. And then it's just kind of like this cyclical thing. I was looking at the other day, the average uh, nightly rental or nightly hotel cost here has like almost doubled in the past three years. It's expensive just to run a hotel. I mean, yeah. to run a hotel, get some good staff, but then like you think that the revenues are coming in, so mm -hmm. they should be able to afford it, but there's not a lot of people that are yeah. just like, I'm not willing to work for 15 bucks anymore well, or 12 bucks anymore. That's the thing. I agree with that. And then the people who are like, they have to commute farther maybe because a cost of living. So they're yep. not going to want to travel an hour and a half just for that maybe better paid hourly wage, right? Yeah. Totally agree. So totally agree. Um, Devar says Orlando should look at bringing in big four, big four banks, accounting firms, and tech companies. I agree. Yes. I, this is something that I've been talking about a lot, and it's really like if we could if we could take the it doesn't even have to be downtown. It could be like Mona. It could be a lot of different places in the city, um, and bring in like KPMG just came into to Lake Nona. Right. They've got like I think they took on another hundred thousand square feet for their call center. But the more accounting firms and the more you know tech jobs we can bring here, the more people can afford it. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. But the thing I also kind of get nervous about is like, hey, if you have somebody making $100,000 competing with people that are working at the theme parks, that gets to be really tough too. So it's kind of like a tale of two cities right. that we really have to be cognizant of. So definitely, very interesting. 
Um, all right, let's keep rolling on here. So speaking of new hotels, I thought this was, this kind of shocked me. I'll be honest with you. So if you heard of the W hotel, Lindsay, I have, it's nice. It's like oh, a yeah. really nice, like we go to Austin a lot for our, our work, real estate. I don't know why it's like always in these conferences are always in Austin. Uh, and there's a W there and we love staying yeah. there. So there's a new one opening and this is by the growth spotter they talked about. So there's a new W hotel. It's a 400 room 400 keys mm -hmm. right across the street from Epic Universe. And I'll pull up the map here. And if you're listening back on the podcast, it's like right off of Universal Boulevard, right next to the Rosen uh, School of Management, kind mm -hmm. of like over by, uh, there's like Top Golf and Andretti's yeah, and all that kind of exactly, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And the reason this is shocking to me is because the, the W Hotel is like high end. And I don't think typically like, I drive and high end, <laughs> like, right? Like, no, they don't really pair well, some, you know, in your head, like, yeah. and growing up, same thing. Like there was always this idea that I drive was just kind of like overcrowded and I just didn't want to spend time there. You know, it didn't sure. rub me the right way. Right. Um, but a lot of great things have been happening over there. It's exciting. It is exciting. And I think that the more it's, you know, it, it went from this very like tourist trap to yeah. where you're getting more and more nice restaurants, more and more nice. I think with Epic universe coming over there yeah. and then you've got the new Sunrail station and then you've got like the convention centers expanding and then you got the w i think it's just like everything that's coming makes mm -hmm. me feel like dang this is gonna be really nice i know over i'm there. so excited yeah and i think everything these i don't know some of our favorite restaurants are in some of these hotels <laughs> do you and eric go to like some of these hotels sometimes we yeah. actually have a reservation for valentine's day do you wear at uh kappa do you i love kappa that's like our date night that's like so so much so fun excited. <laughs> uh but go just finishing this story up so it's gonna have two thousand. It's the 2000 seat live music events as well, yeah. which I think as well, like the more we can have live entertainment, the cool, like it's cool, right? It is cool. So 2000 seats is, um, I looked it up. So like hard rock Hollywood in, in Fort, Fort Lauderdale, yeah. we've been there a few times for yeah. shows. It's 7,000. Um, the hard rock or sorry, the hard rock, what did we say? The House of Blues. House of Blues. Yes. In Disney Springs is like 24, 2,500 it fits. Right. So it's going to be an intimate setting, yeah. but I think they can bring some smaller shows, maybe some comedians and just yes, kind of keep it up. But great. I think so. I think that's I think great. It'd be really cool. Just a different option, you know? Correct. Yeah. Not everybody wants to go to Disney Springs. Right. Like I love that place, but like sometimes it gets a little too crowded. Exactly. And so maybe the more offerings we have, the better. Definitely. Always see. better. Always better. Um, all right. So Igor says, do I see any recent uh, any drops recently in home prices in Orlando now that the pandemic is mostly gone. You know, we have, we've seen yeah. definitely it's pockets and mm -hmm. some, some have seen a farther drop than others. Um, but not like some massive bubble or recessionary blow that everybody had been talking about. Right. hundred percent. Um, I talk a lot about this with buyers who ask me that very question. Um, you know, home prices haven't really dropped so much where there's any cause of panic. It's more just sellers are understanding that, hey, we're in a more balanced market. We need yep. to be mindful that we're not going to sell what we could have sold for over a year ago. And, you know, it, there's a lot more competition. Sure. Um, but I think it's overall a good thing. Um, it's pretty fair and balanced now. And I love it. Yeah, I think it's actually way more maybe not fun. I know, it's, it's, it's just a different market. Yeah. Like when we were last year at this time, we were writing four, five, six offers for our clients in order to get one accepted. Mm. There were create, they were paying 50,000 over asking, waiving appraisal, waiving inspection. It was just the most insane thing ever. Yeah. So would I rather have it to where we can actually negotiate and get some closing costs and all that kind of stuff? I would. Absolutely. And I'm so excited because I tell buyers that the very same thing. And I'm like, chances are you could probably get this house for under list price. And they're like, are you sure? Right. You know, I feel like some people have it in their heads that they have to go in exactly at list price when there's no other offers. So yeah. it's just like well, things a have whole changed. new experience. We, we, but you know, the, the news and just everybody, everywhere you talked to different people, it was like for, for years, yeah. two or three years where it was like, 
you have to go, how far over do I need to go right. just to get a house? Yeah. Well, no, actually you can actually get something in the decent, it just, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You'll have actually maybe multiple options, not just one. What? Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, uh, it's definitely changed. I think it's exciting. Yeah. So yeah, Igor, there's definitely options. Now, here's the thing. You told me the other day, you went against multiple offers again, which yes. is like the first time that many, many of us on our team had seen multiple offers in mm -hmm. months. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, it happened twice. In like and a week. Yes. I was shocked. I mean, it wasn't, there were four offers each on each property. So not like 20, like what we were seeing, but yep. still it was very interesting. And I was joking around with those agents. I'm like, what should we be mindful of when making, you know, <laughs> right. they're like, wow, haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, exactly. Cause so, it changed, it changed yeah. what felt like overnight. Like mm -hmm. we went from like January of last year to April and then May hit and we were like, what just, what just changed right now? Because <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden you're getting offers accepted, but then, you know, buyers are a little bit more timid and, mm -hmm. but then sellers, it took them a long time to catch up because sellers were like, wait a minute, our seller, our, our friends down the street sold for 500. What are yeah. you talking about? Our house is only worth 495. Mm -hmm. It's a very different shift in mindset. Right. Um, all right. So we've got a bunch of other questions I want to keep wow. rolling through here. So any update on the Lake County, uh, to Orange County connector. So Andy, there's actually uh, a whole bunch of them coming through. I think the main one is going to be, uh, 516 is the connector from FDOT. They're coming through. It's going to connect 429 to the 27. I think that's going to be the first big one we see come through. Uh, but there's also a four-lane highway coming through that's connecting from like Lake Louisa over to 429, which is kind of like Showfield Road. Oh, yeah. Schofield, Showfield. Anyhow, um, those two are coming through right now, which is really cool. You've got a lot of people looking in that like Claremont, Mineola area. I do. It comes in waves. And yeah, so lately I've been spending a lot of time out there. And it's gorgeous because of the rolling hills. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's Got actually it. talk about. So you had mentioned yeah. that you were out in like the this the the hills and villages of yes. Mini, Mini, Mineola, right? <laughs> yes, it's a mouthful. It is. Um, yeah, it's been uh, spending a lot of time out there with a few different people actually. So I was there earlier. Um, so a few different builders in there. We currently have Meritage at the villages at Mineola Hills. And you start in the three fifties, three sixties. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, you can go all in. Like there are some inventory homes right now, beautiful, like four bed, two bath really nicely designed for mm -hmm. less than 500, like 475. Wow. And I'm like, for a brand new house. Oh, yes. Single family. Gorgeous. Yep. Yeah. Single and family. So where, where is Mineola for those watching or maybe listening that yeah, haven't heard? Great question. So, um, well, Mineola itself is situated about Northwest of Claremont, a few minutes Northwest. It's on the West side of Lake Apopka, um, near Sugarloaf mountain, which fun fact is like the highest point in Florida. Is it really? Yeah. And it's like only 300 and something feet uh, above, you know, whatever sea level. Yeah. Um, but that's our mountain. Okay. <laughs> um, but I love this area again, because of just how special it is. It's very close to the turnpike. So it has easy access. It's like 22 minutes to our office, downtown winter garden, okay. less than 40 minutes to the airport and like 30 ish minutes to downtown Orlando. So really well connected. Um, but you still have the opportunity to get, you know, a beautifully designed home at a really good price point because you're just outside of like the super popular areas. Yeah. And Claremont's all of a sudden a yeah. super popular area. Oh, like, yeah. we're, we're putting on a video on Tuesday. And so I'm just driving up and down 27, seeing how much new construction, like 27 and 50, there's so much commercial construction, mm -hmm. residential construction. It's going to be a whole like different city in the next yeah. couple of years. Yeah. It's pretty wild. It's exciting though. It is. Yeah. I think so. I, I like it. I mean, I'm all for it. I think so too. I mean, for what we do. Yeah. Right. Well. And it gives people affordable options. Like that's yeah. the one major thing. Uh, Joey says we were just there over in Hills of Mineola. Hey, Joey. <laughs> All right. So let's keep going here. I've got, um, I want to make sure we get to some of your questions. So please give me, uh, give me some grace here. So Matthew says, don't forget to smash that thumbs up. Let's get the channel out there. I appreciate it. The race to 100,000 subs is on. Matthew is correct. Uh, we're excited to get there. Angela says hello from Horizon West. Yeah. Um, all right. So 
can I talk about the schools yeah. and if they bring all the companies to Lake Nona right now, our kids don't have a chair to sit in Lake Nona High. So Steven, you're not wrong. And so we're not like legally allowed to say like, hey, this area has great schools. This area doesn't. This is part of our licensing. But I will tell you that uh, in 32832, which is like, you know, uh, Moss Park, um, right off of Narcusi, you've got Eagle Creek and that sort of thing. They are building a $120 million high school. It's going to be massive. It's going to be like a college campus mm -hmm. and alleviate some of that high school, the Lake Nona stuff. And, mm -hmm. and so uh, you're not wrong. It definitely is a, a thing where yeah. a lot of these counties need to keep up. You know, you live out in Mayland. I do. And so the, it's pretty well entrenched in Mayland. Like there's yeah. no new construction communities. Right, exactly. Not a lot. No, definitely not. <laughs> and so the schools are are what they are. They are what they are. Um, but it's true. I've heard a lot about this from past clients. You know, the they need to, I'm glad they're doing this basically because, yeah. yeah that's what Big, yeah. big issue. Yeah. Cause if you're coming from the Northeast and you're like, you're, you're used to their kids being in, you know, 15, 18 kids in a classroom, right. we've got like 25. Yeah. Like my it's kids. It's a lot for the teachers to handle. It's a lot for the teachers to handle, making sure that we're, they're keeping up properly and, and developing the way that they should. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Karen's watching from Wisconsin. Good to see you. We just broke 200 people watching live. So thank you very much. I appreciate you guys big time. Let's keep going on here. Uh, so speaking of Mineola and mm -hmm. or not Mineola, um, Maitland, Maitland. M &M. all the M's, all yeah. the M's. Uh, there's Foxtail Coffee expanding into the new Maitland social. So what excited. is, what is the new Maitland social? It was actually a former bank building. And so DAP design, they're behind it. Um, they're working on uh, revamping um, the space. And so it's going to be like a food hall. They're going to have have um, the foxtail in there, Wave Sushi and Bistro, which nice. there are places in Mount Dora. And if you haven't been, you need to run. Um, <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. There's okay. going to be a fitness center, like a little boutique um, fitness center in there. And they're looking for some other tenants right now. But I'm super stoked because, you know, we're not far from Park Avenue and there's yeah. Maitland City Center with a few cute shops off Independence there. But um, this is, you know, I'm just excited to have another place to hang out. For really. sure. So talk to the people that may, might not know about me. So you and I did a Maitland video yeah. maybe a year ago. Yeah. We got a lot of love on that one. But like, why, why do people choose Maitland over Lake Mary or oh, Winter sure. Park or some of the other areas? Yeah. So Maitland is the town neighboring or just north of Winter Park. And so, um, you know, you have access to all of the same great amenities, like I mentioned before, Park Avenue. And if you are city of Maitland um, and not Seminole County, then you have access to the same school. So a lot of people desire that. Um, but I think it's really well positioned because you're not far from the highway. So it's very well connected, whether you're taking I-4, 429 to come here, for example, like sure. I do. Yep. Um, and, you know, the home prices are a bit more affordable, number one, compared to Winter Park and Lake Mary as well. Um, they're all beautiful and special in their own way. But I mean, I love Maitland because it seems very down to earth. Um, you have a little bit more land as well compared to many parts of Winter Park. Sure. So again, more bang for your buck. I think that makes a lot of sense. And it's beautiful. you got like some like I love areas with like maybe a little bit older houses with some charm mm -hmm. and like at new construction, we sell a lot of it and there's nothing wrong with it. Some people are like, I want nobody else's butt to have been on the toilet. And I get it. <laughs> like I totally get it. Um, and it's kind of nice to have like some, some character with like older trees and that kind of thing. And that's sort of the vibe of Maitland. Yeah, it is. I love it. Cause it's very organic. Right. Yeah. So, um, nothing's cookie cutter, you know, there's been like 10 owners. And so somebody <laughs> has done something different to the outside of the yes. property <laughs> and so on and so forth. So it's, I love that too. 
I'm a yeah, sucker for it. I think it's a great area for sure. Yeah. Um, Nori asks, and you met me, you know, you know this one. So for the homes in uh, the yeah. hills of Maniola, are there options for three car and one one story? Yes, ma'am, Nori. So um, actually Ashton Woods that's building there, they do offer three car garage, one story uh, properties. Yeah. So one of the models, is that, well, actually you can check it out. It's called the Badland. So they that's a one story. It's the model. You can walk through it. Um, and that they do offer three uh, car garages for that. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so Sharon says, do you think it makes sense to buy a second home in Winter Garden soon with better prices, even though I won't be able to get there as much for several years? Wondering if pricing will then be too high. That's a you know that's a concern that a lot of our people yeah. look at. They buy now and then even rent out their house for two, three, four years until they're ready to retire, or maybe their kids are in college and they're just sure. ready to work remote. Um, we see that a lot. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and so if you're like looking to lock into a price today, have somebody else start paying it off for you. You could always refinance it as you go along. That's always an option. Uh, but just know that Winter Garden, you can't rent it out like by the week, by the month. Right. Um, and because they just do no Airbnbs. Right. Which a lot of the communities do not. So, yep. you know, it's our job to look into that for you. So that way you're not making the wrong decision by buying something, hoping you can do that and then finding out later you can't. That's you know? right. Exactly. <laughs> That's it actually. Well, it's, it's wild. We've actually been approached by people recently that have said, hey, I bought with another agent. Yeah. And can you help us sell? Because we just realized we can't use the house how we wanted to. Yeah, I've heard that more and more. It's unfortunate. It is it very much so. They think they hear Orlando and they think automatically I can Airbnb because yeah. that's just, it's Orlando. Right. So let's keep talking about some development news. So development plans starting to go along. And again, this is from Growth Spotter, Miss Laura. She, she's <laughs> friend of the show. Uh, development plans start to gel for long abandoned Orlando Sun property. Now this one, the reason I picked this out, now there's hundreds of properties and, and things going on in Orlando. But the reason I thought this was an interesting one, because it's right across the street from Celebration. And so Celebration, um, typically a higher end area, people, it's very so-so, people talk a lot about the, the bubble. Mm -hmm. But then if you go over, you can actually watch this. This is wild. This is over on, uh, on YouTube. Uh, you guys are on YouTube. Don't go there yet. Go, go there later. <laughs> Don't, leave. Don't leave. Just go go there later. Uh, I'll put the link down below. You can watch it in the description. But astonishing abandoned Florida resort. It's got a million four views. This has been now for just for the past six months. It's completely abandoned. If you go through some of the uh, some of the <laughs> the video, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, in terms of like how the how they've left this place. Yeah. So to see that they're finally going to come forward with. Something that's going to be having a, a little bit of housing, a little bit of entertainment. What did we find on this? It was like a food hall in there, um, like a fitness center area. There's a hotel, cinema. Um, pretty cool. It's nice to see. It is. It's, it's 77 acres, which is not a small when yeah. you think you like you can literally see like Disney Springs from this property. It's pretty close. And for it to have been in such disarray for yeah. so, so long, I think part of it was that just the the, the building or the, the landowner, yeah. as many do, right. they want a certain price. And if they don't quote have to sell, it just sits there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I know Eric, your husband, he's an architect. He's working on something up and down 192. Can yep. you talk about that? Yeah, I, I, I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a hotel renovation. So hopefully it'll be ready in the next year or so. But it's really exciting. I mean, it's like a mile to the Magic Kingdom like entrance. And um, yeah, it's 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 there's going to be a giant pool in there. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah. It's humongous. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, yeah, it's really exciting. Well, I feel like the um, I feel like the 192 corridor where that hotel that you're talking about is and where this is like it's it is seeing a bit of a revitalization. It is. Yeah. With Margaritaville down there as yep. well. There's tons of like there's the new Target. There's like 
bunch of different shopping plazas. I think drawing people to spend more time there versus just popping into a gift shop because that's <laughs> right. a lot of what it has been. Yeah, the Fast big food. ugly ones. Yeah, yes, like, with, like, like the wizard, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I unfortunately yeah. do, yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited for that because I think also when you are coming to stay with your family, you know, you want to stay in a place that's clean, that has great food options, maybe a place to hang out with the little ones. If you need a break from the parks, you know, you don't want to just be stuck in the hotel. So it's nice to have that variety. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And, and it's, it's right outside of the, the main parks. And so mm-hmm. if you're, maybe you can't afford, or you don't want to afford uh, one of the Disney hotels yeah. or one of the, the universal hotels, you kind of pop over there and, and hopefully right now they've been like motels, not the greatest. Yes. And, and then hopefully they're going to start being able to offer a little bit more for a more reasonable price. And that's kind of what he's working on. So that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so constant, or I'm sorry. Uh, Kellen has asked a couple of times and I apologize it took me to get here. So Toll Brothers at Kelly Park, how do you feel about it? So Kelly Park is in Apopka. Mm-hmm. It's right up from uh, like it goes Winter Garden, Akoe, and then up a little bit farther is Apopka. Mm-hmm. And so um, have you taken clients here? Yes, I think it's a beautiful community. It's really quiet. Um, you know, Apopka is known for the art, you know, agriculture, greenhouses. So you have a bit of that scattered about. Um, so it's very quiet there. Um, but the product is, is really lovely. And right now there's a lot of really good incentives in that community so yeah and toll brothers was typically uh, a, a bit of a higher product higher mm-hmm. end product um they kind of um brought it back a little bit to be able to afford have people be able to afford it in a popka so right. they are one of the more expensive builders there but i think for just the base price mm-hmm. you get a better quality house than some of the other for the other builders would you agree i would agree yeah, yeah. i always like what they do for sure um kellen also says claremont versus winter garden Mm. Kind of a tough one. Yeah. What do you, I'll let you take this first. Me? Yeah. I don't know. That's really hard. <laughs> well, I, I absolutely love the Rolling Hills in Claremont. Like I'll say it all the time, but you know, here in Florida, like it's very flat. And so there's just nothing else like it. It's super special. And you can, you know, when you're a bit higher, you can see over the treetops, the lakes, it's really special. Um, but I love winter garden because I love of ev- everything that's going on here. You know, the farmer's market, the little downtown here where our office is, it's beautiful. Um, and I just think all the new development that's coming is super, super cool. I love that. I feel like um, it's almost like Claremont is five years behind Winter Garden. Would, yeah. you, would you agree? Yeah. It's kind of like you had you had uh, downtown Claremont is actually, I don't know if you've been there lately, but it's like really maturing quickly. Yeah. And you've got the lake over there. You've got a lot of really cool stuff that we don't have in Winter Garden. Mm-hmm. But if you came to downtown Winter Garden 10 years ago, you would have not wanted to hang out. Right. Which is kind of like what Claremont was maybe a year ago. And yeah. now it's like they've got like new markets opening and little mom and pop shops. It's a really cool place to be. And now all of the real estate is coming behind it. So you've got a lot of new construction, some older stuff, but not a lot. It's mostly brand like within the past 10 yeah, or 15 years. I would say so. And I just speaking on like the mom and pop shops, I think it's really exciting because a lot of these people are from the community and they probably felt that they had to open up their business elsewhere to make money and now yeah. they could stay put. And so it's really exciting to give people like that small hometown feel. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. It's not really, you don't you don't feel that a lot in many of our areas, but you right. do have some really cute areas like Winter Park, yes. Mount Dora downtown winter garden obviously mm-hmm. and then here comes claremont mm-hmm. just kind of like a little engine that could yeah. uh so constant asks which town is kahov in four seasons kissimmee or celebration so celebration is actually also in kissimmee uh it's just it has a celebration mailing address and so it's a master plan community celebration is there's many people that live in kahov that will say that they're in celebration but it's technically outside of what disney had planned and carved out so it, it, they're both in kissimmee one is you're living in chaos neighborhood and one's you're living in celebration. They're both master plan communities. 
Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, we got a few other things to talk about here. So yes. uh, speaking of like master plan communities. Oh, yes. So the villages is the largest 55 and older community in the world. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds of thousands of people that live there. And I was going through some of the permitting data, data Lindsay, and I was like, <laughs> there's an almost $90 million charter school going in the 55 and older community, okay. which doesn't seem... <laughs> Like it makes sense. It doesn't. So I, I mean, called, I called them. I was like, wait, why, why are you guys building a charter school? Like if you're kid, if you're 55, 60, 70 years old, you're probably kids are in college or grandkids, that kind of uh, thing. Yeah. And they said, well, we've got 10,000 people that work in the villages and they need to send their kids somewhere. And we're typically like, you know, because we don't have to pay impact fees and have great schools and all these other kind of things, we needed somewhere for them to go. So they're building like this total Mac daddy school, charter school in the villages for their kids. That's awesome. I love that. Me too. I think that's just super cool. And, and speaking of like kid friendly, not kid friendly, like what it is, it is what it is. <laughs> so the villages news came up and I was like going through after I looked through the charter school. And so it says Chick-fil-A in the villages to scrapped play area in favor of more seating. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, again, makes sense. But then again, I, I'm like, wh where are the grandkids going to go? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I <laughs> like my, you know, my parents want to have our grandkids running around We uh -huh, go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. Every, it's safe. It's clean. Everybody has their belly full and they can play. Exactly. It makes sense to me. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so no, no playground in the villages, Chick-fil-A. All right. So this week, an iconic ride closed down, Splash Mountain over yes. at Disney. And there were, this is crazy. So at midnight, I was, I'm on these like Facebook groups with Disney freaks like myself. <laughs> and they were saying like at midnight, this is an hour after the park closed, mm -hmm. that there was a three hour wait at midnight. For people to ride it like one more time eventually they had to have the sheriffs called out and like let Seriously? people know like hey listen the lines closed once you get off you can't come back around you got to go home oh my gosh and so <laughs> i started looking at you know instagram and everything and this is this popped up i thought this was interesting splash mountain water <laughs> last day of the ride it's a little little mason jar yeah for 25 dollars. splash mountain water are, are you uh... buying this I'm not. Me either. But I, I know people who would. <laughs> well, on, according to eBay here, there's been seven sold in the past 24 hours. Mm -hmm. 22, just on this one, uh, $25 for like an ounce of water from Splash Mountain. Who knows? How do you know where and this water really actually came from? You don't. You don't know. You have it's, evidence by that photo there. Well, that's one photo. <laughs> it could be, how do, you, how do you know? I don't even understand. You just wish and hope. You just wish and hope. There's some people out there that were really upset. That Splash Mountain's closing. Yeah. The new Tiana Bayou's opening. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a really nice theme over yes. a retheme. Yes. And it kind of needed it. When, like, when was the last time you rode Splash Mountain? Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah. Years. Years. And like, so we went, we went last week to just see it one more time. And like the animatronics aren't really working. Everything yeah. looks super tired. It was time. It was time. Yeah. It was time for sure. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy says, oh, people were selling it for $100. That's... <laughs> God bless the How people. How come that I have wasn't there to collect the water? I know exactly. We should have been like, and then I started thinking. I'm like in my mind, I'm thinking about the mental picture of somebody like grabbing the little jars. You got ten of them, <laughs> and then like you're going back to your car, and then coming back and doing it again. It's like, oh my goodness, so yeah. so wild. Mel says, "Oh yeah, I've got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn as well." <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. So Jeff says, "I'm moving to Del Webb Oasis, which is Winter Garden, but it seems there's a smaller area." That's act the actual Winter Garden. Can you help me with this one? That's a great question, Jeff. So Winter Garden is three zip codes. And if you look at like three, three, four, seven, eight, seven, it's the biggest one. And downtown, where the actual city is, is at, actually towards the north of there. And so as you fall lower, it's actually the unincorporated Orange County areas. 
but it's a winter garden address. So it gets to be confusing when yeah. you have people that want to move in the area because they're like, I can't find the zip code for winter for Horizon West. Right. Like, well, there is no zip code for Horizon West. That's actually just an area of right. both Windermere and Winter Garden. Mm -hmm. And it's it's actually kind of and then you've got the neighborhoods and it gets to be confusing. But that's the difference. It's like yeah. city and then kind of like the area. It's actually very similar to Celebration where you've got a neighborhood called Celebration, but it's technically in Kissimmee and you've got a mailing address that's Celebration, but mm -hmm. it was confusing for me. It wasn't up to us. It wasn't up to us. <laughs> <laughs> I would have made this a lot, a lot more clear. Um, but anyhow. All right. So Lindsay, this has been yeah. fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Well, before Thank we you. leave, we've got one more thing. Yeah. We got to do the real estate update. Oh, yeah. Super All right, important. so we, we wrap this up every week. What's going on in the real estate market right now? So how do you feel like since January 1st, things have been? I think things have all of a sudden, like the faucet turned on, yes. you know, um, from my personal experience, I've been working with a lot of people who I was in touch with for over a year. Um, they were, you know, on the fence about the market we were just in, which was, you know, crazy and very competitive. They were just not comfortable. And then, you know, when the rates started changing, they were kind of holding tight. And now they're like, all right, I feel safe. I feel stable. Let's do this. It's been our long-term goal. And so that's what I've been seeing a lot of. It's really a, a good feeling to be able to get out and like yeah. help people. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I feel like our listings days on market are going mm -hmm. down. We're starting to get a lot more showings. A lot of things happening, but this is one thing that it's just very telling. And this is why I show this. Uh, if you're listening to this back, I show the MLS, which is kind of the back office that Lindsay and I get to see on a daily basis. And so we've got, here's what's going on in the past seven days. And this is Orange, Osceola, Lake, Seminole, and Polk counties, the five areas that we consider kind of Metro Orlando. There's been 923 new listings hit the market. And in that same time, there's been almost 1200 go pending. So what does that tell you, Lindsay? Well, we have more pending the new listings, so it's kind of making me think we're in a seller's market a yeah. little bit, right? Yeah, like things are trending yeah. back that way. Yeah? yeah. So when you think days on market, and you're like, "Hey, listen, if it takes you less than a month to sell, it's pretty, it's pretty much a seller's market." Right. Is it as crazy as it was last year? No, because we were seeing like one day on market, if that. Yeah. But this is good. Again, more ah, ah for everyone. Everybody, take a collective sigh of relief. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, do you get people asking you about foreclosures? Not a whole lot, to be no? honest. Yeah, not me. Every once in a while we do. They're yeah. like, where's the foreclosures? I thought there's this big bubble yeah. and like things are going to flood. Uh, so the last thing we're going to show you before we leave here is the delinquency rates. And this came from the St. Louis Fed. They put out economic data. It's really good stuff. And so if you're watching back, you can kind of see here. Um, it's basically this big graph that shows where foreclosures are going. And it just keeps getting lower and lower and lower yeah. and lower. In fact, it, it, it definitely jumped up in Q3 of 2020, where you started having having, you know, three foreclosures for every hundred or what is this? Let me make sure I get the number right. For every thousand houses, wow. there was three foreclosures. Now that's dropped down to 1.8 mm -hmm. as of, as of last quarter. And so I think that for people waiting for this massive flood of foreclosures, like they're just not, they're just not coming. Yeah. I, I don't see it coming either. Yeah. I think, you know, the way they've really tightened down on their lending laws, um, if, if for good reason, of course, you know, some people are like, oh, it's so this, it's so strict, it's hard to get. No, it's it's for good reason. So yeah. we don't have that problem that we did yeah. <laughs> 2008. <laughs> yeah, and that's good. Like, I mean, they, they, they specifically said, hey, we want to reform mortgages, make sure that we're not going to give liar loans, we're not going to have crazy yeah. things to make it to where people can afford it. And right. so that's even right. now, Sorry, sorry. I was oh, saying no predatory lending. No predatory. Yeah. yeah, exactly. People were coming out and going into areas where people couldn't afford their houses. Mm. And that's that was pretty sad. Yeah. But now there's like more paid off houses than ever, which is kind of wild. Mm -hmm. And even if you have to sell, 
you've got equity. Right. Whereas before nobody had equity. Absolutely. That's, I think the biggest thing that we've experienced uh, as almost a positive out of the last crazy market yeah. was that we, people have earned so much equity that they could afford to pay their realtor. You know what I mean? If they yeah. were in a situation that wasn't comfortable. So um, yeah, I think, I think we're in a good spot. I think so too. I think yeah. so too. All right. Well, thank you so much for watching. If you haven't subscribed, if you made it all the way through this video, if you haven't given us a thumb up or subscribe. What are you waiting for? Please do so. Lindsay, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you. I yeah. had so much fun. Oh my gosh. Awesome. And for those of you watching, all 238 of you guys, thank you guys for hanging out. Hope you have an amazing week. We'll see you soon.